0: Verily, the praise belongs to Allah. We praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead Him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide Him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad is his slave servant and his messenger this evening تعالى, in this the eighth lecture in our series concerning the explanation of the Aqida of Ahl-Sunnah and Jama'ah by Al-Imam Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Abi Zayd Rahimah Allah We would like to continue with the following point after mentioning the opening words of al-imam ibn Abi Zayd that he began this essay with "Bab ma tantiqu bihi al-alfina wa ta'ataqiduhu al-af'ida min wajib umur al-diyanat that this is the chapter concerning that which should be spoken on the tongue and believed in the heart from the obligatory matters of deen, of religion. And he began with mentioning the Tawheed of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, and then a number of other matters of importance that are the essential matters of the Aqeedah of Islam, Al-Aqeedah al islamia the true Aqeedah that is based upon Al-Kitab wa Sunnah the Qur'an, the speech of Allah, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the authentic reports or narrations of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this section Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd Rahimahullah talks about a number of matters related to the affairs of the next life those things that lead up to and are connected to the Akhirah, the next life. And he talks about, amongst other things, the mizan, or the balance on which the deeds of people will be weighed. And he talks about a or the bridge over which the people would pass in order to enter into paradise. And he talks about al haud, or the fountain of water, which the followers of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Would drink from Before entering the paradise And he began this uh, section or this paragraph With the words وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا That Allah the Blessed and the Most High will come <clears throat> That Allah Himself will come forth on the day of resurrection and the angels with him in ranks or in rows they will come forth with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لِأَرْضِي الْأُمَمِي وَحِسَابِهِمْ وَحِسَابِهَا يعني لِأَرْضِي الْأُمَمِي for the ard يعني for the uh, exposition or the presentation or display of the nations, the nations of the earth from the first man until the last would be presented standing forth in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also for their hisab or their accounting and in one of the copies of this aqidah the words are added wa hisaabihah wa uqubatihah wa thawabihah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would come forth for the ard for the exposition or the presentation of the nations of the earth and for their accounting and their punishment and their reward Al Hisab. it also includes the result of the Hisab, that is al-uquba the punishment or الثواب the reward وتوبع الموازين أعمال العباد and the موازين the balances يعني upon which Things would be weighed, they would be set up for the weighing of the actions or the deeds of the people. For weighing the deeds of the people, the servants, the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he mentioned the saying of Allah from Surah Al A'raf, chapter 8, verse 7. That whoever his mawazin, his, his balance, his scales would be heavy meaning heavy with good deeds as opposed to those whose scales would be light with good deeds those whose scales would be heavy with good deeds فَأُولَٰئِكَ humul الْمُحْلِحُونَ and indeed these are those who would be successful success here meaning the ultimate success that is the entry into al jannah. وَتُعَتَوْنَا صَحَائِفُهُمْ وَصَحَائِفَهُمْ صَحَائِفَهُمْ فِي And they would be given, the people, they would be given their صَحَائِف Their their records, the records of their deeds They would be given the records of their deeds, the records that contain their deeds or they would be given the صَحَائِف in accordance with their deeds, according to their deeds and it would determine how they would be given their record. So whoever is given his book or his record in his right hand, then he would be given an easy account. And yani according to the people's deeds, it would determine how they would be given their record. So whoever is given his record, his book in his right hand then he would be given an easy account. حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا وَمَنْ كِتَابَهُ وَرَاءَ ظَهْرِهِ But whoever is given his book or his record behind his back Then these, they would enter into a fire. And those who are given their books in their right hand, they are the successful and those who are given their books behind their back, these are those who would enter the fire. <clears throat> the art of the nations. As it is mentioned in some of the authentic hadith, the Prophets and their people would be presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or the Ard, as in some other hadith, it means that which would take place on yawm qiyamah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the world, He would present to the people their deeds He would present to them their deeds As for al-hitab, is in, it is, what is intended by it, it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would cause His servants to stand in front of Him And he would make known to them their deeds that they have done and their speech which they have spoken. And whatever they were upon, their life that they lived in this world, whether it was iman or kufr, belief or disbelief, istiqama or inhiraf, standing upright, and being upright on the straight path, or deviation, ta'a or isiyan, obedience or disobedience and whatever they deserve. And yani whatever they are entitled to according to what they have done, whether reward or punishment. And yani in the hitab, it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would present to the people their deeds whatever it is. And then he will also present to them that which they deserve of reward or punishment. And the kitab it includes what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would say to His servants and what they would say to Him. And the proofs that He would present against them and the witnesses that He would bring forth. And the weighing of their deeds. And the hisab, it might be easy or it might be difficult. It is easy for whomever Allah makes it easy for. And we ask Allah to make us of those who would have an easy reckoning as the Prophet sallallahu used to pray. Allahumma hasibni hisabain yaseera. Oh Allah... Take account of me, and easy accounting or reckoning. Here, the Shaykh Muhammad al-Khumayis, in his explanation of these words of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zaid, he said that the saying of Al-Imam ibn Abi Zaid is that Allah wa ta'ala would come forth on the day of resurrection, and the angels would come forth along with him in ranks or in rows. He said this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah al Fajr, chapter 89, verse 22. وَجَعَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ Safan صَفًا, صَفًّا That your Lord, He will come and the angels in rank or in rows. And the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah baqarah, chapter 2, verse two ten: Are they waiting? هَلْ ينظرون, Are they waiting for anything other than that Allah would come forth in the shadows of the clouds and the angels would come forth with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the matter would be decided at that point. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes forth, the matter is finished. It is decided. It is the time of judgment, the time of hisab, And all matters would be returned to Allah for judgment here the shaykh said that this sifa or characteristic of al-maji'u, the coming forth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is confirmed for Allah by the text of the Qur'an. هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا يأتيهم الله? Are they waiting for anything except that Allah will come forth to them, is that it is confirmed in the text of the Qur'an and also the coming forth of the angels, and this will be uh, and there will be in that day the severe hardships and trials and terror and fear and fright to the extent that no one knows except Allah. The words of Imam Ibn Abi Zaid that Allah would come forth and the angels وحسابها, That Allah will come forth for the purpose of the exposition or the presentation or the display of the nations to be brought forth in front of Him. That all of the nations, all of the people from the beginning of time until the day of judgment that they would be brought forth in front of Allah and then their accounting would be taken. And this is like the saying of Allah in Surah al Chapter 69 verse 18. يَوْمَئِذِنْ تُعْرَضُونَ لَا Takhfa مِنْكُمْ خاطية. That on that day, you will be brought forth, in front of Allah, and nothing, even that which is the slightest of things that would be hidden, nothing, nothing would be hidden on that day. Nothing would be hidden. And the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 18, verse 48, وَعُرِضُوا عَلَى ربك كَمَا خَلَقَنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ marra And that they would be brought forth in front of your Lord in rows or in ranks. Indeed, you have come forth to us just as we created you the first time. And if the people would be brought in front of Allah in the same condition, As when Allah created them in the beginning, without anything. So the people would be brought forth in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of resurrection. And they would be given the recompense or the reward for their deeds. وَتُوَضَعُ الْمَوَازِنُ لِوَزْنِ عَمَالِ الْعِبَادِ And the scales or the balances would be set up for the weighing of the deeds or the actions of the ibad of the people of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is like the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Anbiya chapter 21 verse 47 but we will set up the mawazin the scales of justice for the day of resurrection so no soul would be wronged or no injustice at all would be done to anyone and if even that which is the weight of a masjid seed if it was that insignificant Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala said that we will bring it forth or we will come forth with it and Allah is sufficient to take account so that on that day the Day of Resurrection the Mizan the balance it would be set up and it has two scales kaffatan, two scales one on each side on each side of the balance there are there is a scale to weigh the good deeds or the evil deeds of the human being no one knows how great they are except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is for the weighing of the good deeds of the person or his evil deeds and that human being, that person, his condition will be in accordance with that which has precedence or that which is most. And if his good deeds are more, then his condition would be accordingly. And if his evil deeds are more, likewise. And this is from the saying of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in Surah Muminun, chapter 23, verse 102: مَا فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ." And whoever's good deeds, whoever's scales are weighty and are heavy with good deeds, then these would be successful. And yani success is based on the predominance of one's good deeds over evil deeds. Indeed, the human being is imperfect, and there is no one who is without sin. And therefore, what is expected of the human being is that the good deeds should predominate the evil deeds that whenever some evil is done, sin is committed, that one should remove it, and make up for it by doing good deeds, so that one's good deeds outweigh the evil deeds. Yani whoever scales of good deeds outweigh or overcome the scale of their evil deeds, then that person will be from the people of Jannah, the faizin, those who are winners, al-mufliheen, those who are successful indeed this is the greatest success or the supreme success not the success in passing the examinations that are in front of us or the success in getting a promotion on one's job but the real success, the supreme success is on that day when everyone will stand before Allah and their deeds will be presented and nothing will be hidden everything would be brought forth whether great or small Mm the saying of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd وَيُعْتَوْنَ بِعَمَالِهِمْ that they would be given their records according containing their deeds or in accordance with their deeds I and mean, in the way they would be given their records it would be based on their deeds or, it would, or those records would contain their deeds I and mean, this expression is a little strange and the shaykh in explaining these words he said that this is the original wording that came in the text of the book, يُعْتَوْنَ the amalihim. Perhaps the correct wording is يُعْتَوْنَ صَحَائِفَ amalihim, And is that they would be given the records of their deeds. Or perhaps what is intended is that they would be given their records In accordance with their deeds, in in accordance with their deeds or in consideration of their deeds, every human being would be given their record on the day of resurrection, written in it whatever they have done. It will contain the writing of all of their deeds. So, whoever is given his book in his right hand, then he will soon be taken to account account would be made of him and it will be an easy account the one who is given his book in his right hand he will have an easy account these are the people of paradise the winners those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would take would call to account an easy accounting then he would forgive them and then he would order that they be admitted into the paradise however مَنْ كِتَابَهُ وَرَاءَ ظَهْرِهِ But whoever is given his book behind his back Then these would enter into the fire. This is the second group or the second type. Those who would be given their books on the day of resurrection. The second type of those who would be given their books on the day of resurrection. However, because they were people of evil, filth and sin for that reason they would be given their books in their left hand from behind their back. And their reward, those who are given their books in their left hand or behind their back, their reward is as in the saying of Allah in Surah al inshiqaq chapter 84 verses 9 through 11 that those who are given their books behind their back, that soon they would call for or supplicate for destruction. They would want to be destroyed and they will enter into the fire. Then the shaykh closed this paragraph with supplication, Nas Alullah al Afiyah min al Khizlan. But we ask Allah to protect us. And that He save us from being of those who are abandoned, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give the tawfiq or the success of following his guidance in this world whoever Allah abandons, indeed those people will be losers uh, here the Shaykh he says here that there are three points from this section the first of them is maji'ullah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come the coming of Allah on the day of resurrection for the accounting, for taking account of the people and that this is true, it is a fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come forth and with this al-maji'u it is a stifa or a characteristic that is confirmed for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran as well as in the sunnah the second point is that the mizan the balance, it would be set up on the day of resurrection for the weighing of the deeds of the ibad, of the people and this mizan You'll see in the handout that we have given, there's some uh, detail given. Uh, It is sufficient for us to say that mizan is the singular of mawazin and it refers to that thing or that instrument which is used to determine the lightness or heaviness of things. A mizan, linguistically, it means that instrument which is used to determine whether something is heavy or light or how heavy or how light it is. However, technically, in the Sharia, the meaning of Mizan, it refers to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will set up on the day of resurrection for the weighing of the deeds of the people or the records of the people or the people themselves. Uh, and there is some discussion here which we will pass over for now for the sake of time, you can read it on your own time, related to whether or not the Mizan, whether it is one Mizan or there are many, mawazim. And the Qur'an only uses the plural expression mawazin while the Prophet used in the authentic Hadith, the singular form Mizan. For that reason the scholars have differed concerning this. And that difference, يعني, you can read about it in your time. What would be weighed on the Mizan, also the scholars differed based on authentic evidences from the Qur'an or from the Sunnah. Some of them said that what would be weighed in the Mizan are the deeds. Of the people as in the hadith of the prophet sallallahu wasallam that there are two words which are beloved to ar-rahman they are light on the scales and they are heavy uh, they are light on the tongue and heavy on the scales and they are subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim this hadith is an indication that the deeds would be weighed on the mizan while there are other hadith the hadith of the sahib al-bitaqa the one who 99 records of evil deeds were presented and put on the scale and then only one good deed that he had, it was a bitaqa, a record, a card or something that had written on it his testimony of La ilaha illallah and when that bitaqa was put on the other scale it outweighed all of his evil deeds and that is a proof that the records of the deeds would be weighed on the scales and the hadith of the prophet sallallahu in which he said a fat man would be brought forth on yawmul qiyamah and he would not be equal in weight to the wing of a mosquito and this is the proof that the people themselves would be weighed on the scales and therefore the scholars have differed whether or not it is the people or their deeds or their record. and some of the scholars explained it in various ways showing that there is no contradiction between them and some of them said that all of them would be weighed and Allah knows them uh, in the next paragraph, or before that, the third point from this paragraph, the final point from this paragraph, he said that the people of paradise, they would take their books in their right hand, and the people of Hellfire would take their books in their left hand from behind their back. In the next paragraph, Imam Ibn Abi Zayd talks about as and this is also of the true matters. That a Muslim is required of necessity to believe in of the matters of the unseen, of the matters of the last day, or the matters of the judgment and resurrection. وَأَنَّ الصِّرَاطَ That the Sirat, the bridge that will go over the hellfire that the people have to cross if they would enter the paradise. an الصِّرَاطَ حَقٌّ That it is true, it is a reality. ibadu bi لِقَدْرِ Amalihim that the people would cross over that Sirat in accordance with their deeds. Yani those who have more deeds or, or better good deeds they would be able to cross easily and those who have less would have difficulty in crossing or be unable to. But then there would be some who would be successful in crossing over the bridge. Mutapawitona B surati and Najati Alehi Minari Jahannam. And some of them Yani would supersede others. Some would be more advanced than others, or would be over others in terms of, yani the speed of their successful crossing over the sirat from the fire of jahannam. Some people, yani, would cross quickly, and some slowly, and some would not make it. وَقَوْمٌ فِيهَا أَعْمَالُهُمْ And some of the people, their deeds, their actions would cause them to be destroyed and to be thrown into the fire for destruction the shaykh muhammad al khumiyyis hafiz of allah may allah protect and preserve him says in the explanation of these words that the sirat is true and that the people would cross over it in accordance with their deeds he said al sirat huwa al jisru he said al sirat it is the bridge it is a bridge that would be set up over the edges or the rim of the hellfire from one side to the other side from one side of the hellfire to the other side there would be a bridge and the creatures all of Allah's creatures whom He wills they would cross over that bridge the Prophet ﷺ said in a long hadith he has quoted here just a small portion of it it is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim وَيُدْرَبُوا الصِّرَاتُ بَيْنَ ظَهْرَنَيْ شَهَنَّمْ that of Sirat, the bridge, it would be set up. It would be laid across, yani, the two sides of the hellfire. Yani, from one side to the other. And it is thinner than a hair from somebody's head. I mean, thinner than a strain of hair from someone's head. And it is sharper than a sword. And the people would cross over it. Every person would cross in accordance with deeds. And also in that hadith, Yani it is a long important hadith, however, the portion that he has quoted here ends with the saying of the Prophet وسلم, when he said that the Sirat it would be laid across the hellfire, he said, And I will be the first one to cross it from amongst the messengers with my ummah. And there are other hadith which prove that the first one to cross would be the messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the first people to cross would be the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then he said فَنَاجُونَ يعني Imam ابن Abi زيد said فَنَاجُونَ مُتَطَاوِتُونَ فِي سُرْعَةِ النَّجَاتِ عَلَيْهِ مِن نَارِ جِعَنَّمِ that there would be those who would be successful, who would be saved يعني who would escape and some of them would surpass, surpass others in the speed of their safe Crossing over the bridge, over the hellfire, some would surpass others. And then he says, based on the hadith that are in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, and the wordings are slightly different, he said, uh, yani what, he has, what he mentions here, it is from those hadith, he said, there would be some who would cross like a barq, yani like a, uh, lightning, like lightning, the speed of lightning. And some of them would cross like a rih, like a wind, a fast wind. And some of them would cross like a Jaweed al-khayr like the fastest of horses and some of them would cross like the strongest of men and some of them would walk walking quickly or rapidly and some of them would walk tumbling and falling down having difficulty in crossing but they would keep going until they crossed over it and all of this it is in accordance with the deeds of the person in accordance with his good deeds and in the speed with which one can cross, it would be in accordance with the amount of their good deeds and the nature of their deeds. Indeed, now is the time for the true believer who believes that this is true, to do those deeds which are pleasing to Allah to make easy that day of crossing over that bridge. Whoever fails to cross it would fall into the hellfire. وَقَوْمٌ فِيهَا أَعْمَالُهُمْ And there are people whose deeds would cause them to be destroyed in it, and to be destroyed in the hellfire. There are some people who would be destroyed by their deeds. It would be the reason for their loss and for their destruction and for their wretched condition, Uh, such that there would be clamps or claws, clamps that are on the sirat over the. Hellfire. There are clamps that would catch or grab hold of some of the people who are on the bridge and then it would uh, pull them down the distance of 70 seasons the distance that one would travel in 70 seasons until they reach the bottom of the hellfire and these are the people, the unfortunate ones, the people of hellfire and we seek refuge in Allah from that. The sheikh says Danny, here that the summary of what this section contains is that al-sirat, the bridge, it is true. It is something that will take place on the day of resurrection. It is a bridge that covers the, the fringes or the border of the hellfire. And that the people would cross it in accordance with their deeds. Also concerning the sirat we have made some notes. And there is no time to read those notes, but everyone can read them on their own in any case the sirat linguistically it means as-tariq the path or the road, as-sirat it means the road technically it means the bridge which extends over the hellfire which the people will cross over to enter the paradise as for the hadith concerning its description the hadith there are many from amongst them is that which is reported in Al-Bukhari in Muslim that it is slippery and that it would have clamps or hooks like a thorny seed uh, that is like a yani, Sa'adan found in a Nijd. And also, uh, the, that which is reported from Abu Sa'id al Khudri, that of Sirat, it is thinner than a hair and it is sharper than a sword, which the Shaykh has mentioned yani, in his explanation. And there's also uh, some hadith which are reported from Bukhari and Muslim discussing how the people would cross over the bridge, that some would spot, like the, the speed of the blinking of an eye. And some would cross like lightning, or like a fast wind, or like birds, or as fast horses and horsemen. And some of them would escape. Yani najin musallam, they would they would cross the bridge without any harm coming with them, coming to them. And some najin machdush, some would they would cross the bridge, but after receiving some scratches from the clamps or from the hooks uh, that would be over the uh, bridge. And some of them would fall down into the hell fire until the last of them would cross and he would be dragged over it. And the last person who would cross the bridge successfully, who would escape from the hellfire, he would be dragged over the bridge in order for him to reach the other side into the paradise. Uh, The last section that we want to mention uh, is related to the Haud of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and it is of Allah's favours to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and an honour that he will give to him on Yawm Qiyamah and even though some of the scholars have narrated a hadith which suggests that other prophets would also have a fountain but in any case if it is true no doubt the fountain or the Haud of the Messenger of Allah Muhammad Sallallahu would be the greatest of them and the people who gather around it and drink from it would be the most here al-imam ibn abi zaid rahimahullah said wal imanu bi hawdi rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam sallam taridu ummatihi la yadhma man shariba minhu wa yizadu anhu man badala wa ghayyara also it is required to believe or to have al-iman or faith sincere true faith in the haud Of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And that his ummah would come to it They would come to that house, to that fountain And drink from it And whoever drank from it He would never be thirsty La yazma'u man shariba minhu Yani whoever drank from it would never experience thirst again And as for those who exchanged and changed The deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala then those people would be far removed and they would be prevented from reaching it. They would not be able to reach the house of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu some people from his ummah. The Shaykh says in the explanation of this point, he says that the words of Al-Imam Ibn Abi Zayd, that it is required to have faith in the Haud or the fountain of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu that his Ummah or his followers would come to and drink from. He said this is from the obligatory matters of Iman that a person that it is obligatory to believe in it. And that this Haud it will be that there will be for the Prophet Sallallahu a Haud and yani a fountain of water that the people of his Ummah will come to on Yawm al to drink from it. And this is proven in innumerable hadith that are reported by al-Bukhari and Muslim and others and from amongst them he has mentioned a small portion of one of the hadith that is reported by al-Bukhari uh, he said ana faratukum ala al Hawd," that the Prophet sallallahu said that I will be your forerunner or I will precede you to the hawd and yani I will go ahead I will be the first one to reach there and I will be waiting for you to quench the thirst of the true believers he said that he will wait for his ummah in order to give them drink and he said as as far as the description of this house he said it is extremely spacious and it is very large its water is whiter than leaven and it is sweeter than honey and its scent it is like the fragrance of musk, of sweet-smelling perfume, and its drinking vessels are like the stars in the sky, yani in number. Uh, and this has been mentioned, all of what he said here has been mentioned in the hadith that is reported by al-Bukhari from Abdul ibn Amr, Radiyallahu Anhuma, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, who said that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "حوضي مصير تشارف that my house it is the distance of travelling one month. أبيض من اللبن. its water is whiter than milk. and its scent or fragrance is, يعني, is is more fragrant or more sweet sweet smelling than the myth وَكِذَانُهُ كَنُجُومَ السَّمَاءِ and its drinking vessels are like the number of stars in the sky مَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهَا فَلَا and whoever drinks from it would never be thirsty again then uh, the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, the end of this hadith, he mentions the end of this hadith من That whoever drinks from it will never experience thirst again. And then he said the words of Ali imam ibn Abi Zayd wa Yani That whoever has exchanged something of the deen of Allah or exchanged the deen in totality for another deen or whoever has changed something from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that person or those people that they would be far removed from the haut of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and they would be prevented from reaching it they would be prohibited or forbidden to reach it and they would be stopped from reaching to it to drink from it whoever exchanges or whoever changes Something in the deen of the Prophet, ﷺ, yani the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of any aspect of it, anything from it, whether it is in the matters of belief al aqida or whether it is in the matters of worship, Al Ibada, or even in the matters of character and conduct and behaviour and manners, whoever changed something from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then their punishment is that they would be prevented from drinking from the Haud of the Prophet Sallallahu and some of the scholars like Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi said that in accordance with that which they changed whether it was of the serious matters or the more severe matters like the matters of Aqeedah or whether it was of something lesser then they might be prevented for some time and then they might be forgiven Allahu A'lam and they might drink from it because they are from the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Wasallam even if they have any exchange or change something and then he said the Hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu which is recorded by Al-Bukhari uh, and this Hadith that the Shaykh has mentioned here in the Sharh or the explanation uh, it appears as though he has taken two Hadith which are both from Bukhari Alhamdulillah they are Sahih and he has combined them as one narration and they are following one another in the Sahih of Al Bukhari in the same section, so there is no harm here. He said, "The saying of the Prophet ﷺ, He said that some people they would come forward to me, they would come to me. yani at the house, at this time of res- at the time of resurrection, some people would come to me, and I know them." And they know me. He said, I know them and they will know me. That's the end of the first narration in Al Bukhari. He said, then a barrier would be placed between me and them. A barrier, a screen, something to uh, prevent them from reaching me. And in the other narration, which is similar, it contains these extra words. He said, then I will say and the Prophet ﷺ would defend them he would say, they are from me they are from my Ummah, they are my followers then it will be said to him it will be said إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْتَثُوا that you don't know what they have invented what they have changed the new things that they have brought forth after you and after your death you don't know what they have done after your death then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would say He said that may they be far removed may they be far removed from the mercy of Allah those who have changed something can you have the deen of Allah after me and this is the reward of everyone who exchanges something of the deen of Allah or changes something in the deen of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whether it is small or great whether it is in the matters of belief the aqaid or in the matters of worship al-ibadat or other than these two things so that which is obligatory on the Muslim is to be warned a serious warning from any innovation of changing something or adding something to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any shape or form or fashion a similar hadith has also been narrated in Al-Bukhari and related to this topic in which uh, it will be in that hadith narrated from Asma bint Abi Bakr may Allah be pleased with her and her father and a part of the hadith the part that is important here for what we are talking about uh, it will be said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sallam هَلْ شَعَرْتَ مَا عملوا بعدك? Yani, did you, are you aware, did you know what they have done after you? And it will be said to him that they have continued to turn back on their heels. Yani, they have continued to turn back from that which you have left for them to go in another direction or to follow something else. Here, the narrator of the hadith from Asma' bint Abi Bakr radiallahu anhuma, ibn Abi Mulaika radiyallahu rahimahullah, one of the great scholars, of the Tabi'in, he used to say when he narrated this hadith Allahumma inna na'udhu bika an naraji'a ala aqabina oh Allah we seek refuge in you that we turn back on our that we turn back on our heels we seek refuge in you from turning back on our heels from turning back after the true religion has come to us aw oh, Nuftana an or that we be tested or tried or put to test in reference to our religion. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also instructed us and encouraged us to supplicate. No one who is following the correct path should feel that they are saved and that they cannot go astray and for that reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the dua, رَبَّنَا لَا تُزِغْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ اِذْ وَهَبْلَنَا مِنْ رَحْمَةٍ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ رَبَّنَا لَا قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ اِذْ O oh Allah, do not cause our hearts to go astray after you have guided us. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one out of his favor and his bounty and his mercy that has given us the hidayah. And there is no guarantee that we will reach the destination without falling off the path or going astray or going back on our heels. And therefore, every believer should make that supplication, Rabbana la tuzik qulubana ba'da iz hadaytana Don't cause our hearts to deviate after you have uh, guided us. And the Prophet sallallahu he used to supplicate, Allahumma sabbit qalbi ala deenik. Allahumma sabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh Allah, make my heart firm on your deen. Because it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can give us firmness. And the shaykh, he said here, concerning the summary of this paragraph, that the haud of the Prophet sallallahu it is a reality, it is true. And his followers, his ummah, they would come to it, And drink from it, and whoever drank from it would never be thirsty again. And also, of great importance and a warning to the true believers is the second point, and that is that the Ahl Bid'ah, the people of innovation who have innovated in the deen of Allah, who have invented something new in the deen of Allah, those people who have exchanged something of what Allah has legislated for that which they themselves by their own mind by their own intellect, salt is better, then they should be warned that they would be prevented from drinking from the haud of the Prophet This is the end of what we have time to cover, what we intended to cover, except that, and yani also make a note of the haud, the definition of the haud, yani linguistically, and these most of these definitions gathering or collecting something. When someone collects or gathers water it is said حَوْدَ الْمَا Ya يعني he gathered or gathers the water. Thus it refers to a place where water is gathered. Technically al الحَوْد it means the Prophet fountain of water that flows from القوفر the river in paradise which Allah has promised him يعني it is technically referring to the fountain of water which that water flows from Al-Kawfa from a river in paradise but that house is in the final place of standing on the Day of Judgment yeah, I mean, that house is outside of the paradise while its water is coming from Al-Kawfa a river inside of paradise uh, and the descriptions of it in brief I mean, that are contained in the authentic hadith and most of those hadith can be found in Al-Bukhari and other, and other collections of authentic hadith is that uh, its length and width are equal to the distance traveled in a month. Its drinking vessels are equal to the number of stars in the sky. Its water is whiter than milk, sweeter than honey, and its scent is more pleasant than the fragrance of musk. Whoever drinks from it will never thirst again. And it also, and there are authentic hadith proving that it has two spouts, one of gold and the other of silver, through which flows the water of Al-Kawfa. And it exists now, yeah, I mean the Haud exists now, just as the paradise and hellfire already exists. The Prophet sallallahu swore by Allah that I am looking at my Haud right now. That I am seeing it right now, it is already in existence. Whoever innovated in the deen would not drink from the Haud of the Prophet sallallahu Except as Allah, Allah knows this. And me quickly. Uh, if we can look at uh, the questions at the handout, and after that if there is any time we can take any questions. Uh, questions. The first question, how much time before the Adhan, uh, five minutes, huh? ten minutes, five. let's take the questions quickly in case somebody has a question or comment or correction. The first question discuss Al-Maji'u, the coming as a sifra or a characteristic of Allah the most High. Yani what we can say is that Al-Maji'u or the coming of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is a confirmed characteristic in the Quran as well as in in the Sunnah. Therefore it is obligatory on the true believer to confirm it without interpretation, without giving it some other meaning and without denying its true meaning. Understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming is in a way that is suitable to his majesty and his glory. All of Allah's actions and His characteristics Uh, should be understood in a way that are suitable to Allah's majesty and it shouldn't be compared in any way to the characteristics or the descriptions of his creatures. Discuss the meaning and purpose of al-mizan, the balance and in the meaning of al-mizan technically it is the balance in which the deeds of the human beings will be weighed. Its purpose is to weigh. uh, the. Deeds of the human being or the human beings themselves or their records on Yawm qiyamah in order to determine whose good deeds outweigh the evil deeds in order to determine who would enter the paradise. Allah Allah's favor and His mercy. Discuss how the people will receive their hisab on the day of resurrection. And in the way that the people will receive their hisab on the day of resurrection is that those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy upon would receive their records in their right hand and these are the successful people of paradise and those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his justice uh, would give their records in their left hand or behind their back then they would not be of those who are favored to have an easy reckoning whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives their record in their left hand or behind their back then they are due to be punished what is the meaning of hisab Yasir? The meaning of hisab Yasir it means an easy reckoning. However, exactly the meaning of it is that which is reported in the hadith of Aisha Radiallahu anha. She said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi sallam used to supplicate to Allah for an easy reckoning. And she said to him, what is this? Yaani Al hisab al Yasir and the Prophet وسلم, he said that it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at the record of a person. He will look at it. Al Hisab al yasir it means that Allah would look at their deeds and then He would pass over it without calling them to account. That is Al Hisab al al-yasir that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala would merely look at a person's deeds and He would not call them to account for it. We ask Allah to grant us al-Hisab al yasir Discuss al-Sirat, its definition and description. The definition of al-Sirat it is al-Jisr, it is a bridge that would be over the hellfire that the people would have to cross in order to enter into the paradise. And its description as uh, we have mentioned is that it is thinner than a uh, a grain of, of I mean, a, uh, a, a strain of hair, and it is sharper than a sword, and it is slippery, and it has hooks that will pull some of the people, uh, that they will be punished by it, or it will pull them into the hellfire. Describe how the various people will cross the Sirat, and in the hadith that we mentioned, there are a number of descriptions. Some of them said that they would cross, they would cross according to their deeds at the speed of lightning, or like the wind. Blinking of an eye, like fast horses, and so on. Some people would go across crawling. Some people, yani, would be uh, nam, would be dragged across. Nam, may Allah make easy for the true believers to cross a Sirat to the Jannah. What will happen to al-Kafara, the disbelievers, and al-Fajara, the sinners, when crossing a Sirat? the disbelievers indeed they would be pulled into the hellfire, and the sinners, disobedient uh, Muslims would either fought after some punishment, yani being scratched or scraped by the hooks or they would be pulled into the fire along with the disbelievers and punished for as long as Allah wills. Discuss the howard of the Messenger of Allah's description, etc. We said that existence it is the distance from one end to another, the distance of traveling one month's journey, and that its water is whiter than milk, sweeter than honey, and its scent is, any more, is uh, any more pleasant than the fragrance of uh, sweet-smelling musk, and that its drinking vessels are equal to the number of stars, and so on. Who are those who will be prevented from drinking from the house of the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and why? An'am? Now the people who would be pre- prevented from drinking from the house are those who exchanged or changed, who innovated into the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would be pre- prevented because of that innovation for changing something of the deen of Allah. Discuss the importance of having Iman or faith in the events of the resurrection day. Any Anyone can answer that question as they see. However, what is important uh, is that in essence we can say that believing in these events of the resurrection day, it helps and it motivates the true believer to take account of their self in this life now, before the day of resurrection comes, knowing the seriousness of that day, the terror of that day and the fight and fear. It is indeed a motivation for the one who has Iman, who believes that these things are true, to know them, and to know them in detail as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed them to the Prophet sallallahu wasallam, is indeed a motivation and a help for one to do good and to restrain from doing evil. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha ilaha anta If there are any questions or comments or corrections perhaps we can just take a moment or two. But
1: over here.